Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi right, guys, welcome back to the MVM show. Glad you're here and listening and tuning in today. Me and Travis are here going to talk about continue on with the tips for mentors when it refers to duck hunting. We had a little gap there in between when we talked about this last, but anyways, other things were going on and coming up and man, we did pretty good with keeping the podcast going, but man, right at the end, it just, it just gets tough. It's yeah, really more so much going on. It is. And it's just, I'm editing, I'm trying to make sure to get the content out and stuff like that. So anyways, I'm just making excuses, guys. Sorry. But we're back on it. We're Like I said, for sure, we're getting one out every Monday. And they come out and they roll out about 3 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So the reason I did that is so the guys on the East Coast, when they're going to work, they'll have one at least going on. And then the other guys can, when they wake up, they can listen to it too. So no, I am not getting up at 3 a.m. and posting this. I keep seeing that people saying, man, you're up early posting these. I'm like, nope, <laughs> it's all <laughs> preset. So anyways, a uh, big shout out to you, Kanuba, for all their support. And we truly, truly believe in that. And if you haven't heard that episode of talking about how much um, or am I feeding my gun dog too much or not enough, that's episode 110, I think. Uh, also, big shout out to Heavy Shot. Uh, it's our favorite ammo. You guys hear us say it over and over again. And we'll continue to, whether we work with them or not, because we were already using them and liking them beforehand. So let's talk about tips for mentors. And like I said, this kind of refers to uh, new hunters, too. we kind of been pulling around to that. But uh, we're going to start off with, and I'll read it like we do in the past. Uh, number 18, take photos. Record the moment. As soon as you get in the field, take a photo of you and your mentee or mentees 
It demonstrates you're happy to be there and builds anticipation. It'll be a great shot to look back on and can also be used on social media to encourage others to try hunting. Young hunters like to post as the hunt happens. So, yeah, I mean, Travis has always kind of been good at getting shots in the field from the very get-go because that's probably the funnest place to look at pictures is when you're actually on the duck pond, you know? Yeah, I always like the in-the-field shots. Um, When I first started hunting, um, looking back now, I wish I would have had a camera. Mm -hmm. But there was no digital cameras back then, you know what I'm saying? It was old, uh, what? Eight millimeter can you use the what was the the wind up ones you, you buy oh, at the yeah, store the for disposable ten bucks? Ones, but yeah, those, disposable ones. You know, I do have some of those like pretty old. Yeah. Um, but the quality is pathetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying compared to what a cell phone could do now. But yeah. I do wish I would have had that. I do have some some decent photos. Um, but they were all in you know my parents' front yard with ducks laid out with. Yeah, yeah. And and every once in a while, someone across one of those and look. I'm like, man, I look young. I was skinny. <laughs> you know, I, my hair was dark. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I wish I would have had more of those. But when fortunately when Talon started hunting, yeah, and Colton, my nephew, um, we took we I took took quite a few pictures, and I have a lot of those. Um, they're not in digital form, mm-hmm. but I still have them in, in albums and stuff like that. And it's really cool to look back on on that and then yeah. just see see them grow up and and me age. You you can never go wrong with taking pictures and video. No, I mean so a lot of times it can be a hassle, dude. Even taking a picture in the field sometimes. Back when you would yeah, have to use those kind of cameras. I think because, the thing is too though, because you know what I'm saying, you're you're in the moment and yeah. it's hard to just stop and like, okay, let me pose for this picture, you know, yeah. or whatever. You well, know, because move the bird this way where you know you show off the colors just right or whatever. But, right. But it is cool because especially if if it's something that people fall in love with and they like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's it'd be cool to have the picture of my first bird that I shot, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Or even my first one of whatever species. You'd pay money for that now. It'd be cool to have. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of why they're saying take it when, as soon as you get into the field because, you know, once you get in the middle of the hunt, it's time to hunt, you yeah. know, and it's like it's hard to focus. It's hard enough to film or video or take pictures in the moment, but that's why everybody does it later. It's like, ah, let's just do it back at home, like you said, but something about yeah. having it when you're out in the spot is just way better, and then with what you do with your YouTube channel, just mess around, you know, on the on the the veteran hunt that we mm-hmm. went on. You can have that stuff filming. <laughs> you can. Have, that's for the birds, man. Who's got <laughs> Tra- time to? Who's who's Tra- got time half to the time do was, that, man? Dude, I hey. can't even see. I mean, I'm half blind up close, so I can't even see that what I'm trying to take a video of. Let Here's alone a- trying to call, trying to. You know, Here, this see is the what birds I'm trying to say, in. though, dude. This I mean, is what I'm trying to like tell you guys. Junky videos where people are on a. On a, Travis, uh, when you were videoing, roller coaster. All I seen is zoomed in on Tuli's. That's all. Literally, like it was at the ground, and then another one was at the water, yeah, and then another one looked like it was your armpit. Probably you're trying to hide. You're Trust me, hide, when I see when I Thomas and video, forget that mess. When Thomas and Barney left, I pretty much knew. Well, it's over. That's <laughs> that's it. It's over. <laughs> I did. You know, I was After like about well, five minutes of doing. I'm like, this is probably just a waste of time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured one as much. Clip. I figured as much. Um, I knew. I was like, oh well. I I almost thought like, why even have him do that? Because I knew good and well you're never gonna worry about if the bird's in the frame. You're gonna be looking, not even at the camera, looking at the bird. And I get that. I get that. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me when I say it. And that's that's what I try to explain to people. They're like, oh, you must really like that. You must re-. Actually, no. No. I love it later. Yeah. But I hate it in, in the moment. The moment. It'd be horrible. It'd be horrible. You got to get your brain. It's like pulling teeth. That's why I've talked to other people. 
They're like, how do you do that? I'm like, you literally have to get your brain in. This is my job right now. I don't have nothing else. I don't need to worry about calling. I don't need to be worrying about shooting. Or just just video. Like today, we try to go out there and do what we did today. They couldn't. Fo- they literally could not focus when it came to them being the camera. <laughs> they yeah, I don't a- see how you can. It's it's tough. Yeah. So, anyways, you could have that. So just just you know, worst case scenario, grab your phone, grab your camera, grab your throwaway, and just take a couple pictures, and you'll have it. Yeah, you you can't go wrong there. So, the next one is, it says be weather wise, and they're talking about basically, you know, you and I may get super excited about bad weather, and oh, this is gonna be good. You know, it's gonna be win- which. Let's not jump ahead of ourselves, but we we'll, we can say what we feel about certain types of weather. But they're saying that basically it's not the you know it's not the greatest time to take a new person out in that gnarly weather. I mean, to me, you don't take new hunters early season. It's hot. It's hot, or it's just slow. Yeah. Or and you don't take new hunters, especially more than likely they don't have the greatest of gear, if any, Harley. You don't want to take them in nasty weather, raining, dumping, freezing cold, whatever it may be. So. Now, when we're referring to new hunters in that scenario, I feel like I'm more referring to, um, like, younger people, you know. Because if I'm taking my buddy that's 35, 40 years old, I don't feel too bad for him because he can be smart enough to know, hey, let's prepare. Even though I'm going to say, hey, man, if you, I don't know if you looked at the weather, but it's going to be pretty cold today. I have an extra jacket if you don't have the right gear, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to do that, but not trying to make anybody suffer. <laughs> but... Yeah, I would say definitely early season, you know, most of us have old jackets or whatever, but it's too hot to wear a jacket. Yeah. Opening day is a good day to take a, a new person to. Yeah, you can get some action. You get some action. And then, but on the same time, we've talked about this, like, where's the line where you're like, I don't want to create false reality for you that this is not how it's going to be when you come out here for the rest of the year. Pretty no, I mean, a season much. can be a grind. We all know that, Yeah, you know. It's got its highs, its lows, and us with, ex- I guess you would say, with more experience, just know how to, you know, you just go through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We enjoy being out there. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be always, you know, lights out or, you know, much action, but you live for those special days when it, when it is good, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're somebody, living for, off those. Yeah, but for somebody new, I mean, you want, I think you want to try to introduce someone and let them have a good time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To mm-hmm. spark their interest and like, hey, this is what it can be like. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's always a bad thing to take them when it's really good. Like no, you no. said, the expectations may be false because it's not going to be like that every time. Well, I definitely don't want to take them on a, a bad day. I would try my best to take them on. In fact, when we take new hunters, we're like, you know, just wait till later season. If it's a young person and they're not real, real gung-ho, but they want to go, let's, let's just wait till junior hunt and we'll go. If yeah. they want to go before that, I mean, more power, we'll take them, but. You know, if you're, if, I don't know, it just, you really don't know until you get people out there. Because some people I thought that would like it, didn't really care for it. And then some people I didn't think would care for it, really like it. So mm-hmm. you really don't know. You don't. Everybody's different. But I just do the best you can to try to get birds there. Yeah. It is hunting, so. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said, weather weather's, can play a big factor. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's pouring down rain, probably wouldn't be the best time to take no. somebody for the first time. Or I'm not even... You know, too pumped when it's or like super that. foggy when you're not going to really see anything. Yeah. There's <coughs> last minute crack shots. Yeah, because so. that's the thing with the newcomer is the reaction time is so much oh, slower. Man, you know, even, they don't even really know what a duck is sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one is dog decision. It says connecting with dogs can be a big attraction for new hunters. 
However, a dog can distract from your focus on the mentee. Bring only an experienced, impeccably trained retriever on a first hunt. If you're hunting with a group, it's great. It's a great idea for another hunter to run the dog so you can focus on the newcomer. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, especially, I mean, especially, I think, sometimes, it depends on your dog, too. I mean, like, your dog, Rocky, he's really well-mannered. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He doesn't break, you know what I'm saying, when when you shoot and he doesn't go until you tell him to. But I've seen dogs that break a lot, and then you get some some young kid that's mm-hmm. really gung-ho, you know what I'm saying, they drop a bird in the water, and they're, you know. It's wounded. Yeah, and your dog takes off, and then they're raising up their gun, and, mm-hmm. you know, you may be uh, looking for a new dog yeah. if you're not super, super and careful. You know what? Not even just you losing your dog, because that'd be horrible. Yeah. But, but what do you think it's gonna? Well. What, what, I'm gonna say, what do you think the young that young buck, yep. young girl or guy is gonna do? It'll traumatize. They'll probably never mm-hmm. go to the duck pond again ever. Yeah, it'd be messed be up, bad. dude, all the way around. Yep. So I would, yeah, you, like you said, you gotta have a really experienced dog. But even then, I don't know if I'd want to do that because, you you know, if you had an experienced dog, you'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't, like go, you said, yeah, if it's wounded, and because crippled, you could tell them, hey, you know, what I'm saying, I'm gonna send the dog out. Don't don't yeah. shoot, whatever. Let him get it. It's wounded. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll get it. You know, don't worry about shooting it again. I totally get what they're saying though, because it is easy to get distracted by a dog. Oh yeah. And me like, hey Rocky, and I'm trying to give him hand signals, or and two. I don't realize the dog, the kid over here pulling up again. And exactly. I don't even know. That's it. what I was gonna say. So you know, kind of. They could. You, your dog could be going out, and some more birds come in, and then and then in the moment, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. they're swinging, and maybe they're not super conscious of where you're at, where the dog's at. That's why you, you almost know, need that. They're so focused on the bird. You almost need that third guy to keep his eye on the, yeah. the new shooter. Even with if you have a good dog, you still just for safety. Yeah. So another another idea. Um, involve the newcomer is the next one. Plan every opportunity to involve the new hunter. Let them help set decoys. Take the extra minute to explain why you're doing it the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> why are you moving up? Why'd you move up? Why'd you put that one there and this one over here? I have no idea. I'm just putting them out. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll guarantee you I'm gonna move them five more times. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about confusion before the poor new new yeah. and, and too, there's some some things they just, you know, things that you you we we think about and sometimes you can't help but be like Okay, the sun's gonna come up over here, so you know let's let's sit over here so we're not looking right into the sun. We can identify the birds. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, those are it's huge. It's easier to shoot. You know, the wind's blowing this direction. Mm-hmm. You know, so typically they should do this, or you know they have a tendency to come from this direction, so we're gonna sit up here. Just little things like that that we pretty much do it without thinking about it. But mm-hmm. um, if you're really wanting to to mentor them and train them, you know, to be a duck hunter, um, just stuff that. You could tell them that they would never be aware of, but you may do it without thinking about it too. So, yeah, it's a. I think it's kind of a learning situation for both of you. Oh, totally, dude. Oh, don't you feel like you're learning every time you go out there? Try to. Well, what I mean is when I say learning, I'm saying, oh, the birds reacted that way, and that's a new experience. Yeah, and you learn something out of that. I think it's constantly you're learning because, especially like if you say if you hunt a new place, you know. Which which way do the birds have a tendency to come from? You know, different things like that. If if it's a a pond you never hunted or mm-hmm. <coughs> different things like that can always so you, it is a constant learning. Yeah, um, I went and I know they listen. Was it them? Because that that one day I went with Gunner and 
John and Adam. I was sick, man. I shouldn't even been out there, honestly. And I felt bad because I wasn't really the wasn't too much help. In fact, I was leaving my my uh, <laughs> Rocky's dogs down there, dude. And that's all I took. I took my gun and the dogs down. I didn't even help him nothing. I shouldn't have never went. I literally couldn't barely make. Remember, I told you yeah, I was like barely walking. Sick. Oh, I was so weak and sick. And um, <clears throat> I was leaving. I was leaving his dog stand. The whole Momarsh two hundred and fifty dollar. I was done. I was like, I can't do it. I literally felt like I couldn't do it. And Gunner was like, Are you serious? I'll carry it out for you. I was like, No, I don't. It's not your problem. But he took it out. I was like, You can have it. I was just like, I'm not going to make him carry it back for me and then tell him that I'm keeping it. <laughs> well, you know, of course, he ended up just throwing it in the back of his truck. So big shout out to you, Gunner, for for doing that for me. Because, yes, I did use it after that. <laughs> I was glad you did it. But I was I was not feeling well. I can tell you that. But um, anyways, when they were setting up decoys, they did everything. And they're like, oh, where do you think I should do this? Where do you think? I was like, it don't matter. Just throw them out. See what happens and, and see what happens and we'll adjust. That's what I said. And and I know they were super hesitant. Like Adam was like, uh, well, help me out here. Where are you? I don't know. I'm like, do what you do when you guys come exactly. out here. Exactly. They kill birds. So dude, you guys kill birds. It's yeah. A, it's a learning experience. So yeah. I mean, dude, I remember looking on Google, Googling um uh what would I what would I type in? Like like decoy spreads or decoy something? spreads. Yeah. The, the J. The the U, the W, like all these different ones. Dude, I tried them all, dude. I ended up moving them, you know. It don't, I'm sorry. It's a great idea and it's a great thought, but it don't work half the time like they say in the textbooks. You know what I mean? That's why, so when you're doing it, you just got to, you got to go off of what the birds are doing. Yeah, I mean like the last <clears throat> hunt that you and I went on, just, I mean, how many times did we move the decoys? Because like, okay, they're doing this. Let's move them Which over Which one? On the veteran hunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the original one we did seemed to be the best one. Yeah. The first one we did. But, 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 but it was kept doing different but things. But we were doing know? it for the fun of it because it yeah, was we like. Yeah, we wanted to see what would happen. We were done. I was done. Yeah. So it was like, hey, we both were talking like, this is kind of fun, like seeing how they yeah, react to different react. deals. And the original one we had, actually, they did the best to. But um, yeah, by the way, that sorry, guys, that vet hunt, some people have been asking about it. I'm going to put it out probably like in. Sometime in August, I guess, but it's done and completed, but won't see it till then. Anyways, uh, teaching moments. I like this one right here. I, I got a good illustration for this one. Teaching moments. Every hunt should be planned with many opportunities to teach and answer questions. I don't, I'm not going to say I plan stuff to make it opportunities, but I'll give give you guys an illustration. This is a good argument for hunting on your own, just you and your mentee. If you're giving the new hunter calling or shooting instruction and it flares some birds, no big deal. <clears throat> so I'm trying to, I, I can remember the day, I can remember the time we, in fact, we have it on video, um, not me telling Nathaniel something, but Nathaniel, I can't remember if this is second season or third. I think this is second. This was his second, huh? Is it? Was or third? I believe it's his third. Is it okay? So I think so. So I can't. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it was. It was something about how birds are working. But I told him, "Hey, I think it was about calling or something." I said, "When birds do this, do this. When they do this, do this." It was something. 
you you and I know, and it really works. It's not like a hit or miss thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not lying. It was so it was so awesome. Like talking to a, a young guy, he's 15 years old, and I tell him this. I'm not lying. Five minutes later, it happened. Exactly what I said. And I looked over at him and his eyes just got like this, like, bing. <laughs> like, oh. The light bulb went off. Yeah, like, okay, you just said this. I just seen it happen. I, and he, boom, he learned that. He'll yeah. never probably forget that. You know, I just forgot exactly what it was. What but it was. You know what yeah. I'm talking about, though. It was just cool. It was like, that's really fun. Like, it's actually really fun to see someone get something that you're trying to teach them. Yeah. You know? I thought that was pretty cool. I wish I could remember exactly what it was. I think it was something to do with calling. Oh, I, I know. I talked about just getting quieter on your calling. Don't, it doesn't have to be full. full yeah, volume. not full bore. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it's just teaching moments. It's it's fun. I mean, can I teach someone every single time? Like, okay, we do this, and the birds are gonna come in like this. No, I'm not really referring to that. Yeah. But it's just little things like. Like we just said, bird identification. Yes, huge, huge. Yeah. And like, well, how do you how do you know that that was what that was? Remember me asking you, like, there is no way you can see, because what I was trying to do is see colors. Yeah. But you told me, Titus, look at the wing beat. Yeah. Look the at the wing shape. Yeah. Look at the head. Look, notice the pintail. It's a longer because if all you can see is silhouette and it's three hundred yards out there on overcast day. Yeah. There's no way you're gonna see any colors and identify like that. Yeah, size. Like, yeah. It just comes with the experience, yeah. I think. And, and trying, though, because I hunted for several years until I really started trying to identify way out there. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a duck. I yeah. know it's a duck, so I'm going to shoot. And I didn't ever really care or think about it. Yeah. But it wasn't until I'm like, I want to know what that thing is out there before it gets here. Yeah, like you told me this year when we that one spot that you guys hunted, you said that, I mean, probably from the parking lot to where the birds are at is probably what, I don't know. Half mile, mm-hmm. and you could said you could tell they were widging. Oh yeah, from that far away, just from the flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, it was just the way it's just the way the their wing, wing beat is, and yeah. like how they how they act. And that's another thing is just how they fly. Like yeah, they kind of like tumble and then they go up and then they tumble. It's so it's hard to explain, but yeah, I was like those are widging. That was that was an awesome day, man. Oh yeah, I was working. Wasn't Don't too... you hate us sometimes? I mean, what can I, know I do? You, what I know can you, I do. I know. You know what I'm saying you, you're happy for us, but you're jealous. You're just like, and you know what's so funny? We're always talking about you and Rather too. We're like, man, I wish Joe was here. I feel bad for him. Sure, <laughs> like, we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, here's a good one, Travis. This is you right here. Be a shining example. As a mentor, you're the mentee's first and lasting impression of hunters. Oh, I don't know if that's that's probably highly debatable, <laughs> man. <laughs> a shining example. Uh, they will judge us all by your actions and attitude. Follow every game law and live it. No, I'm not laughing on this part. Follow every no. game law and live up to the highest standard of ethics to start the new half. Yeah. That's serious, okay? I'm laughing at the first part just because oh, yeah. we get kind of crazy. How did you miss? Yeah. But for reals, though, quit moving. And here's the thing. <laughs> I I have had times where I've had to look back in the middle of being in the pond. I'm like, you know what? I don't remember about that. And yet, maybe a new like a new location or a new state, especially traveling. Traveling, you read all the regs, make sure you know it forward and backwards. But sometimes you like got to go jump on your phone, go to that 
stay or go, you yeah. know, and find out the rules. I'm like, okay, confirm before you do this. Yeah, you definitely want to know what you're doing before Obviously, you get out you, there. You do not want to do that after the fact. And, no. And like you said, that, that's what you want to teach them is you know the laws. You got it down packed. And you don't wait till it's too late and then look like a Yeah, and I think that's too idiot. <coughs> Sometimes when, when, you know, you got young guys that are starting to hunt out on their own, you know what I'm saying? That's why I think bird identification is so huge. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because number one, you don't want to shoot birds and then, you know, obviously take them up there and like, hey, you shot too many of this one. Mm-hmm. But you also don't want to shoot birds and, and, you know what I'm saying, to avoid getting in trouble, leave them in the field. It's just not good. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why you need to know what you're shooting mm-hmm. and how many of each one you can shoot. Yeah, and I mean, if you can't take the shot because you don't know, then better safe than sorry. Yeah. I think, you know what I'm saying, because some people are like, oh, I shot a duck. What's this? Right? I know. And that's not always a good thing. Well, and the thing is, they'll come up to the um, check station and be like, so you're you're proud, right? You did good. You're like, I got, I got a duck. <laughs> Snow goose. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a pelican. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or a swan. And then you're just <laughs> hosed, you know, at that point. <laughs> so you definitely definitely want to know. There's a lot of good. I mean, Google is your friend. Yeah. Go on there, North American waterfowl. Look at all those pictures. Then type in each duck, and you can see, I mean, there's just so many pictures. It really, there's really no reason I mean, not saying I always was perfect yeah, I would with think, everything. I think, I think probably the biggest issue would be is early season because the birds oh, aren't yeah. plumed out. Yeah, you know that's that, tough. That, that can be tough, especially for somebody that if the, if they're new and they're hunting oh, on man, their own. So tough without somebody else even, there. Even some guys have been hunting for a couple of years. You know, just really gotta pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree. It's that that really makes it tough. All right. I think we're we got one more. Oh, there's a hold on. Let's end with this one. Ducks on the water. Whether to allow the beginning hunter to shoot his or her first ducks on the water or field is contentious among hunters. No matter how first birds are shot, make sure they can be taken safely. Number two, the opportunity to retrieve them is certain. And number three, the harvest is celebrated and recognized with exuberance in any case. Dude, I tell you right now, my goal was for, and I took Vivian, my oldest daughter, she's Mm -hmm. 12, on her first hunt. We practiced several times with a 20-gauge, junior 20-gauge beforehand, and I told you this. My goal was to land a bird in the decoys Yeah, because you can definitely do that on a junior hunt and have her pop it off the water. I care less if it's flying or not. I mean, and so, Yeah. That's exactly what I do. If they're young enough and they're, you know, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it, anyways. Like that, that was my what, my what nephew you, this year. He shot, I mean, a, a beautiful shoveler landed right in the decoys. Oh, really? And I told him, I go, hey, I go, he's right there. I go, just, I go, you know, of course, we're we're somewhere where you know, make sure this, you, the where the shots going. You know what's behind there. You know, make, nobody's in the way. And um, yeah, he leveled that thing. Nice. And he was, I mean, stoked, huh? He's just happy if he shot it out of the air. Mm-hmm. And I was happy for him. Oh, really yeah, cool. dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Was that his first one this year? Um, I don't think so. He's... It was his first shoveler. Okay. But um, I don't think it was his very first bird. Okay. So. Is that one, is he getting that one mounted? Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was in my garage and I was uh, washing a Drake buffalo head that I'm going to mount. He's like, Uncle Travis, how much do you charge to do a duck? And I 
Told him, not thinking about it. And by the way, Landon's like, 12. Yeah, he goes, I got one in my freezer. He goes, I'll pay you. And I'm like, I could charge you to mount your duck. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Travis, <laughs> making bank on Landon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Took him 10 years to say that $200. Yeah, that's cool. He really likes it, huh? Yeah, he really enjoyed it. And it was funny, the other day he was over at the house and I was uh, putting a bird together. And he's like, he's like hey, I'm gonna, I want to learn how to do taxidermy. He goes, you can you can do the skinning and the fleshing, and I'll put them together. <laughs> I go, no, we're starting this He's, off all wrong, all wrong. He's smart. Yeah, start off at the bottom, buddy. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. That's so funny. There's a scapel in the bird. <laughs> Get busy, boy. Oh, dude, that's so funny. He did, he didn't take him long to figure it what. No, I'm gonna start at the the easy process first, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll start there and work back. Yep, yep, yep. I'm still trying to get you to do that for me so I can do the fun part. Oh, There's a certain bit. enjoyment to it. A certain enjoyment, I guess. Well, to, the to final product's the cool looking out like... Oh. Well, I think it, the more you do it, and I'm still not the fastest, but yeah, more the fun. more you do it, you get faster. You know what I'm saying? And so, so do like, you enjoy it more now, oh, yeah, now yeah. than you did then? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I have, I have more fun now than I did before. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice watching you when you do because you're smooth. It's like I'm not smooth. <sighs> Me getting back but, into it, but you get it, smoother. Like, oh, you get smoother. And too, I mean, that's the thing too. With so, with taxidermy, I mean, you guys may not even be interested in taxidermy, but the the biggest thing I can say to somebody that wants to learn taxidermy, and this is totally off the subject, but it's mentorship, right? Is find somebody that's been doing it a while that knows what they're doing that's willing to show you the tips and the tricks. Just like duck hunting, it will speed up your learning curve so fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fast, and two, I think that's one of the things. I mean, I did I did duck hunt with some people when I first started, but there was a long period of time when I just duck hunted by myself, and it was all trial and error. And if I would have had somebody uh, train me, it would have been much faster. Mm-hmm. And with calling, there was one um, one of my buddies, uh, Craig DeGraff. Um, we started hunting together, and he helped me out with calling a lot. Really? Yeah, just different things. And I'm by no means a professional, but I kill birds. But he he was really instrumental in helping me out huh. in calling. And also, uh, you know, I, I had hunted a lot, just threw all my decoys out there. And he, he helped me a lot, just, you know, setting up decoys and stuff like that. Just things to look for. So he was, he was, he helped, he helped mentor me. Hmm. And, um, yeah. people like that, man. Yeah, I had a lot I mean, of fun. That's a, I mean, you've done that for me. And now look. I mean, look at, it went from you, you and your Uncle Randy, your Uncle Randy, then to you. Yeah. And then your kids and Colton and me and Josh, I think your the dad. Le- I think the learning curve can speed up a lot faster now. Oh, Just dude. like anything else with YouTube. <laughs> Way faster. YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the internet yep. can definitely speed up the learning curve, mm-hmm. Um, I think. But still, you know, and... and in a lot of ways, you know what I'm saying, it does help to have somebody out there that would feel with you because, you know, you don't always see the ethical side of hunting on YouTube, I would say, because you're seeing the highlights. Right. Right. It's not just the the, the stuff you're when, when you're not shooting birds or the bird, dog's not retrieving. So I think a mentorship is very important. Um, you know, somebody that, that's been there and done that and has good ethics and, you know, some things you can't learn from videos. Can't. All right, man. Well, thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>